Hey there, you are listening to How to Live the Podcast, where we have real, meaningful and fun conversations with people who inspire us, and sometimes we just have them with each other. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon, and we are still on a very little podcast break. But don't worry, we will be back in your ears with brand new content come March 2021. And until then, we are plucking out some of our favorite episodes from the archives for you every two weeks. Today's episode was an absolute no-brainer when it came to picking some of our faves. It is with the incredible psychic medium, Laura Lynn Jackson. To say this episode changed our life would not even kind of be an understatement, and we just know it's going to change yours. Have the best time listening to Laura Lynn Jackson. Oh, this is so much fun. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for coming all this way. <sighs> Even from Manhattan, it's a little bit of a journey. <laughs> yeah, we came 24 hours. What was one extra hour, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, when we were in Australia, we did, we were like, oh, it's in Long Island. That should be fine. And we like put it in Google Maps and it was like 25 minutes from where we were <laughs> staying, like in Soho. And then once we got your address, we were like, oh, it's like an extra hour past yeah. where we were. But that's okay <laughs> and honestly like it's so beautiful here we're just like okay now we might relocate ourselves here yeah so. see i think you were pulled here for a reason you need to see this little true. town it's true mm, i love it experience it's a something a little bit different because yeah. we're we like come to new york often but we never get to see this like really cute like it yeah. almost feels like we've stepped back in time it really i mean and especially cold spring harbor it really is just like this little microcosm of like beautiful energy from the past yes yeah. so we actually read somewhere that if something goes missing in your house, then you can like tune into it and feel the pull to it. Is that true? That is true. That's true. You know, for me, I've always either gotten it right away or gotten nothing. But my son, he's 13 now, ever since he's been, you know, old enough to talk, he would just be able to do that. Now he gets really annoyed because I will get, you know, phone calls from my friends, messages, text messages. Hey, can you ask Hayden? That's his name. Can you ask Hayden to tune in? Where is this? Like sometimes people leave it for me, like strangers I don't know on like Instagram. Like, can you ask your son to find this? And now he gets really annoyed. He's like, he's like, oh, I just can't, you know, do this all the time. And then I'll watch him like look at his screen and he'll be like, this is where it is. And he'll, <gasps> he'll tell me anyway. No you know? way. <laughs> yeah, because before when we couldn't find our phones, I was like panicking for a minute there. But then I just remembered like, like, oh no, if we can't find it, Laura will be able to. <laughs> so like, that's totally fine. No, I could do it too. It's funny. I was just at a conference this weekend with some scientists and one of the scientists, she has MS, so she uses a scooter to get around and we had breakfast together and she's looking everywhere for her key. And, and I was like, all right, do you want me to tune in? And she's like, actually, yeah, sorry. And I'm like, okay, it's actually on the scooter. I go outside. It was still in there. Oh so my God. it is a helpful ability. And is know? that just like a feeling, like a sense that you get? Like, what does that feel like? Yeah. So first of all, I think we all have the ability. I think most of us get stuck in this like frontal lobe, monkey chattering mind, you know, meditation teachers say we have to silence it, right? We get stuck there and we're like completely not tuned in to our intuitive pulls, our knowing. And so when I look, I look energetically. The key to everything is understanding we're all energy and objects hold energy. So it's just a matter of like tuning into the energy of that and feeling it's almost like a pull to where it is. Ah. Sometimes I'll get like flash images. Sometimes I'll hear things. I think we can all do it. 
Yeah, and think about like how much time we would save so by much. like not running around looking for our keys for half an hour before work. Right. That would be True. so cool. <laughs> our dad actually has this thing um, where like he would call his mother who passed away recently, but he'd call her and be like, what's the saying again? Because they're like French Moroccan and she'd like repeat them. Or I think and it was even like, in Spanish. You like tie a tea towel. In a and knot. In a knot. And then you say like a, f- a phrase and then you find the thing. So like when he told us about it, we didn't believe him. And so like we made him try it a few times with things that we couldn't find. And it, it so far has not failed us. So maybe they talk to each other in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like kind of about like, okay, forget it in your monkey brain. Stop trying to think of where it is. Just like let it come feel to you. Where it so, is. so that activity I feel like is able to distract like that little monkey chattering mind so that you can get your knowing. Oh yeah. That's it's so a really cool. helpful tool. So we know that you obviously have these psychic abilities, but also medium abilities. So we'd love you to kind of like talk us through the difference between those two things. Sure. Yeah, they are definitely different. You know, we have a saying in like the industry, so to speak, that all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. So when I read psychically, what I'm really doing is I'm tuning into someone's energy and the energy within that person's aura. I'm tuning into both, you know, their past, their present and their future. Um, When I read psychically, I can kind of, I call it looking. It's like a reaching into energy, Um, not physically, but like energetically I'm reaching in and I'm retrieving information. Mediumistically is a totally different experience for me. When I read mediumistically, I'm really communicating with consciousness who has left his or her physical body and giving me information. It's a much different experience for me. It's it's really just a sitting back and receiving information. For me particularly, all my information that I get, whether it's psychic or mediumship, appears on what I call, it's like a widescreen TV in my mind, kind of like an old school teacher's blackboard. Mm. And I have it organized really well so that I can understand what I'm experiencing and what's happening. Psychic information always comes on the left-hand side of my screen where I'll see, you know, images, I'll hear things, even if I'm getting information psychically. For example, we all have spirit guides. They're nobody we knew this lifetime. They're very evolved souls on the other side who have agreed to be our teachers and our mentors, right? So a lot of times I'll get information from a person's spirit guides, but that always comes to the left. It's always me receiving information, like I'm retrieving information from them. Mediumship happens completely on the right so I can tell right away when I'm switching gears and what I'll see happen is I'll see a point of light come in on my screen and depending on where it is on my screen if it's on my upper right hand side I know that that is somebody from the sitter the person I'm reading for the sitter's mother's side of the family the lower right hand side is for the sitter's father's side of the family and the middle is for peers friends friends of friends acquaintances they come in the middle so it gives me a really good understanding of who's talking to me a lot of times like what generation um then they'll give me names they'll give me information they don't always give me names sometimes I'll hear like the sound of a name or sometimes they make me wait 20 minutes before they give me a name I don't know why um but they'll give me information like you know validating how they crossed and so forth but more than anything they'll want to talk to me about the sitter's path and journey here on earth so a lot of times they will give me information about maybe a shift or a change that's coming up for the person I'm reading for whoa it sounds real organized up there in your brain like that is awesome I love the way that it's just like like I need that organization in my life in general well that took me decades to organize (laughs) so what I'm understanding it as is the psychic abilities are kind of like about people here and now and reading their energies and then 
the medium stuff is more about people who have crossed over yes. and tapping into that. And I love that you kind of describe these spirit guides. We have questions for you about that, but I love that you kind of describe them as mentors and our podcast is all about chatting to mentors, but these are like spiritual mentors. Yes. So that is so cool. Cause it's like, they're mentors that we don't need to go out to find. We can kind of like find Completely. them already. That's really cool. And like just hearing you talk about it, like is that, does that happen in like your day to day? Like do you feel like you're in a computer game or is that something that like, no, you're out here in the real world with all of us, but like that's just a new, uh, that's like a deeper level that you can tap into should you want to? That's such a great question. Um, the answer is I can never shut off the psychic information completely, but I keep the mediumship shut tight like a vault so I'm always aware that my inner screen is there and when I'm out you know just living my life being a mom trying to navigate things I need to navigate like going to the grocery store I'm not actively reading anyone yeah so it's like I keep the psychic screen if it were a volume level I keep it at like a two because it's sometimes helpful to let me understand people's energy to know kind of maybe who to avoid that day or who to like reach out to but it's not that I'm getting bombarded by information if I wanted to I could very pretty much easily turn the volume up and you know look at someone's energy but to me that feels really invasive that's like yeah. you know peeking at their underwear like you don't do that to people unless 1, like thousand right so but everyone kind of like uses a little bit of intuition in their day-to-day anyway so like does. i like that having yeah. it at a two it's like that's yeah. fair game well yeah. and it's funny because i said to steph on our way here as well like we're so interested in this like spiritual kind of things and always like going to see interesting people and i'm always sit there like in the first few minutes and i'm like inside my head can you read my mind? (laughs) Which is kind of like what you're talking about. It's like maybe you can kind of tap into a deeper thing, but maybe you don't want to if it's just like you're walking past them on the street. It's a bit, it's a bit much. So mind reading, that's really you're tapping into like something called telepathy where it's like thought to thought. And that's actually how we communicate when we leave our physical bodies. And it's whenever I do a reading, that's how I'm communicating with um, the energy of someone who's crossed there. I'm hearing thoughts in my mind, right? Mm. But in the day to day, I'm not aware that I can, read telepathically yeah. you know sometimes not yet. like not yet, not yet. <laughs> sometimes people so you can, didn't hear though. my whisper earlier no <laughs> no but what I will feel right away is your energy like so I'll know instantly like what your energy is like and how you're maybe doing that day and so forth I think we all do this to some extent we all you know energy we read energy from our solar plexus area it's called being clairsentient and I think some people actually have their volume level stuck at like 10 and they don't understand their own energy and they don't understand that they're getting bombarded by everybody else's energy energy all day Mm. and so people who are empaths will feel what other people are feeling and it actually can be really disruptive to their own life paths and they can suffer from depression anxiety all sorts of things because they don't understand like these feelings don't belong to me I'm just picking them up yeah and they don't know how to turn their volume level down so when I teach workshops and things like that I'm constantly teaching people how to feel their energy honor their energy know when they want to open like if you're experiencing great art or you're around people you love open wide but if you're around people who are maybe like toxic energy that way day you want to turn it way down yeah totally so when you were growing up were you tapped into that psychic ability from a really young age I was but I just didn't understand that that's not how the world worked I thought everybody was 
tapping in psychically I thought oh this must just be how you operate in the world you see people in colors you feel what they're feeling you kind of know things like that's just normal right it didn't occur to me that that wasn't normal Mm. so you know that was a journey for me and it wasn't until I was 11 years old and I knew that my grandfather who I was so close to I called him pop-up he was like such an important part of my life Um, I knew he was going to cross right before he crossed and then I realized, well, something's really wrong with me because you're not supposed to know when people you love are going to, you know, die, are going to cross to the other side. So that's when I realized I was not, you know, normal, so to speak. Mm. And I, like, did you embrace that immediately or was that like a bit confronting for you? Oh, no, I, I did like the opposite of embracing it. I, at first, I was very like um, uh, upset and ashamed and I felt yeah because like, at that age who want no one wants to be different nobody wants to be different yeah. and you don't want to be different even within your own family and so I felt like you know I had been somehow complicit with the forces that took him and I felt cursed and I felt dark you know and I've always had a really I've been blessed with the most amazing mom and I've always had a very close relationship with her so it didn't take me too long to confess to her I remember we were in the kitchen and I was like mom you know I think there's something really wrong with me like I knew Papa was gonna die and I'm I cursed am I broken am I dark and she's like no part of you is dark or broken or cursed she's like this is just an extra ability you have to perceive things and then she confessed to me that this had run on her side of the family for generations <sighs> so then I felt like okay I felt like okay I'm part of this club but I just wasn't sure if I wanted to be part of that club mm. and honestly it took me decades to understand the role this would have in my life and to really view it as a blessing rather than a curse I mean like hearing you talk about it I'm just like yeah yes, like this is so cool. This makes so much sense. But, you know, I am like aware that there are people out there that don't kind of share that sentiment. And like, obviously it's kind of a ginormous concept to kind of wrap your head around. Like, what do you say to kind of like the non-believers or the skeptics, I guess we'll call them? Well, let me first start by saying I'm the biggest skeptic there is. If I didn't have these abilities, I don't think I'd believe in them. Yeah. No, I was forced to own them and believe in them. And, you know, I even struggled against them. I went to a psychiatrist to make sure I wasn't crazy. I went to scientists who tested my brain to make sure like what I'm saying is going on is going on, you know. But I think it's great to walk through the world skeptical there's a huge difference between being a skeptic and being a cynic so a skeptic is going to be a critical thinker he or she is going to question everything you know a skeptic won't accept what I'm saying just because I'm saying it and he or she shouldn't like a skeptic should really test it within their own lives go on a journey of questions and understanding and then arrive at their answer a cynic is somebody who looks at this type of thing and says it's just not possible and then kind of follows with well if somebody's saying that they can do that they must you know be trying to do something for their own means like either monetarily or ego or whatever it might be so I think it's great to be skeptical I think it's great to be a critical thinker I would say to those people test it yourself try this try to like feel your own energy and and so like try to ask your what I call your team of light on the other side for signs so we all have a team of light it's the spirit guides I talked about which are all individual for us there's God energy this force of love that connects us all and then there's our loved ones on the other side who are always also trying to guide us and help us and so I tell the skeptics 
don't trust me, don't believe me, just ask for a sign from somebody on your team of light and make it really specific so that when you get it, you can't just ignore it and deny it. And it works. And I think it really rocks people's kind of paradigm of belief, right? Because it's something that's not so tangible, becoming tangible in the form of a sign that they then have to kind of own. And it happens in real time. So we'll have a thought to the other side, like, okay, I want you to show me this and then we'll receive it. Yeah, we had a friend who was saying that she was trying this out really recently and she came up with two things and one was a penny that was a 1992 penny because that's the year she was born and she said she kept looking for them and wasn't finding them and then she just kind of let it go and then she was like walking up to the cash register to pay for something at a pharmacy and there was just a penny sitting on top of the cash register and she was like, that's it. And she picked it up and it was 92. So she carries it in the back of her phone now and then the other one was a purple feather and She's like, like, I'm living in New York. Like, where the hell am I going to see a purple right. feather? And and I think she, she walked, walked into, into a store. Was it Missy Elliott's pop up? Yeah, and it was the floor was covered in purple feathers. Oh, I love that. And you see, the other side uses all of us to deliver messages. So technically, like Missy Elliott just was like the medium to deliver that message. Oh, totally. Right? Thanks, yeah. Missy. It's really neat. Yeah, and and also like you mentioned, like that you've literally been like tested and scientifically proven, which we were reading about. Was it the Winbridge Institute for Applied Research in Human yeah, Potential? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is so cool that they literally like put you through these tests, right? Yeah, they're great. They're hardcore scientists who you know came into this with like no idea of what was going to happen when they tested us, you know, and it was on a very very controlled situation, quintuple blinded studies and nineteen mediums and done twice, and you know. Because in science, you have to do things twice. You have to do a study twice for it to be legitimate. And so it's really fascinating what they learned and what they found out. I love working with scientists. I'm always like, sign me up. I've done a, you know, I'm, I'm kind of actively doing that at all times. Yeah, which is so cool because I feel like so many people have these arguments that like it's not scientifically proof. So many people need the scientific proof and like to go through these tests and be like, no, I'm literally talking to the other side. I have these facts. It's yeah. Like- the great thing about working with scientists is it eliminates any potential for something called like cold reading, which you might have heard about, which is the idea that, okay, well, yeah, this information is coming through, but the psychic medium is just looking at someone's body language or listening to the intonation of the person's voice and then like trying to maneuver the information that way. So these these studies like eliminate that possibility. Mm-hmm. They eliminate any possibility for fraud. Like, you know, the psychic medium could Google somebody and get information and tell it because with these studies, they're quintuple blinded. Like the researcher who I'm giving the information to doesn't even know if what I'm saying is right or wrong. And I have nothing to go on other than a first name. And then I'm bringing through, you know, the first name of somebody on the other side. What did that person look like? How did that person die? Give me some information about the life here. Like the most unbelievable details will come through. You just can't ever make it up so for someone like me it's like I can't deny that this is real yeah and I love what you said about being skeptical because that makes so much sense that like that's what we're always saying to people and we're always hearing is like you want to be questioning things you want to be going against the grain you don't want to just be following this traditional path that someone set out for you or you know question what the government tells you question what your parents tell you like you want to be questioning everything so to just be someone that goes oh no, this couldn't possibly be true, is just being closed-minded. Closed and, and that's yeah. not the way we should be approaching life in general. Right. I mean, if you look throughout time and history and how we've grown like as humanity, there's always been times where like an accepted belief system is just what people stick to. And then they're like, this couldn't possibly be. There's yeah. no way. And like then the world out- being flat. Exactly. exactly. That's a great example. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So fascinating. So you kind of went and got tested with these, was it 19 other psychics or mediums? So are these like a 
ability is something that you're born with or can they also be learned? Okay, so I think we are absolutely all born with them. You know, and I think that we are hardwired to each other here energetically and also to the place we came from on the other side. So our spirit guides, the angelic realm, God energy, anybody we ever loved, like who's on there. there we're always so hardwired. Cool. We can be separated from that if we tried. But I think these brains, like consciousness does not come from the brain. I think the brain is actually more like a dunce cap that doesn't let us remember where we came from. You know, and I think most most children up until about age five have extraordinary abilities to tune in before we even have language we're reading energy it's how we navigate the world you have examples of children who recognize family members who they've never met who died before they were born in pictures saying oh i know that person that's so and so you know children who have imaginary friends I don't know that they're so imaginary. I think they're perceiving energy that we can't see with our human eyes because we've tuned out of it. I think that most children are very, very psychic and connected and each one of us tends to tune out between age five and seven. Why? Well, age five and seven is when most kids start formal schooling. So kindergarten age five here in the US and then first and second grade. And by the time we finish second grade, we're stuck in that frontal lobe. The frontal lobe is in charge, this frontal lobe of the brain. That's where all of us, well, most of us during our waking hours, that's where we stay. The brainwave activity is off the charts there and the rest is silent. It's in charge of analytical thinking, critical thinking, math skills, language, all day-to-day stuff, right? Things we need to navigate our world once we start school. The only time our brains ever go offline is when we sleep, which is why people have such incredible spiritual experiences at night, dream visitations by people they love, precognitive dreams, oftentimes very symbolic in nature that guide them or let them know what's going to happen, you know, that sort of thing. But I think it's just a matter of training. From what the scientists can tell about my brain is that when I'm in normal talking mode, like I am right now with you, my brain looks very similar to yours. Most of the brainwave activity is in my frontal lobe. But the minute I switch into psychic or mediumship mode, the brainwave activity in my frontal lobe silences. It looks like I'm not even conscious, though I am. And the different parts of my brain light up you know, like back parts, parts that have been involved with um, spiritual experiences when they've mapped it on other people. When I read psychically and I'm watching the left-hand side of the screen, that optic part of my brain, which is on the right because it's always opposite, lights up. And when I switch mediumistically, the other side of my brain lights up showing that I'm watching my left-hand optic view. So it's really interesting. And so what I've come to understand is that there seems to be a switch in each of our brains. And it's just that scientists say that I seem to know where it is, but it exists for all of us. It's just most people's brains don't turn it off or on until they sleep. So I really think it's something we can all tune into. I think the other side is always trying to guide us and send us signs and messages and help us find our highest path. It's just that some of us are so stuck in that frontal part of our brain that we miss the signs or we kind of ignore it or we ignore our intuitive pulls or our knowings. You know, we go against it logically. Mm. So I think it's just a matter of tuning back in. And And even watching you like do those hand gestures, you were kind of like pointing to your gut. And it's funny because like, these concepts that you're talking about aren't necessarily widely accepted but you know something that that phrase 
listening to your gut or like, you know, you felt it in your gut. Like that is something that's like very widely accepted. You know, we do appreciate that there is something there that isn't in our brains, but is rather in our bodies. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. You say that throughout like, you know, time and history and cultures, all cultures kind of acknowledge having like gut level feelings on them, something intuitive pulls in that area. And so I've come to understand that we all come here with what I call a psychic toolbox. And there's four different, what I call four different clairs. There's clairvoyance, which we spoke about like when you dream at night and you see. Nobody talks about how odd it is that your physical eyes are closed and yet you're vividly seeing. So that's our psychic vision. Some cultures call it your third eye, but it's where we psychically see from and when we leave our physical bodies, it's how we view things, right? Then there's clairaudience, the second clair, which means clear hearing. It's when you hear a thought that's not yours. Something scary, but it might be a name, it might be like a direction like yes or no, go do this, do that. And I think a lot of us like ignore that or tune it out when we get it because it just seems so weird. There's claircognizance, which all of us have. It means clear knowing, and it's when you get this sudden download in like every ounce of your being, you know something, but there's no logical way you could explain right? And then the one that we're talking about now is clairsentience. It means clear feeling. And that takes place in your solar plexus area, like right around your belly button. And that's where we all read energy from. So you can kind of pay attention sometimes when you first meet somebody. If you get like really strong, like first impressions, you're going to notice you're feeling it in your solar plexus area Mm. because you're reading energy there. When we go and we travel and we experience different cultures or different food or the energy of a place, that's where we're reading it from. So people, like, they do become aware of it and they call it, you know, gut feelings, like that sort of thing. But that's what's really going on is that's what we're reading energy from. And you're so right. Like you said, when we hear these voices, we shut off to it. Like, I think a lot of it is that we consciously shut it out. Also, like this idea of like beings and spirits. Like I've personally had like a few moments where I've like seen things like we lived in this house for years that like there were definitely spirits everywhere. And I would just like see like a beam of light and I'd be staring at it and waving at it and it wouldn't move. And I'd know that, you know, there was something there. But I think like horror movies have made me terrified of that. You know, like I'm scared that there's going to be like some girl dripping in blood going to emerge and so With I'm hair just, just like yours from the grudge. Exactly. Like, yeah, someone's <laughs> going to crawl out of my TV set. And I'm like terrified. So then I'm like, go away, go away, switch it off. Especially because like you said, it's often at night. And so it's often dark. You're often alone. And then it's scary. And we kind of need to be more open to it and let it in. So it's really interesting you're saying this. A couple things. Number one, the reason it happens at night is that's when our energy is the quietest and the energy around us is usually the quietest. So we're able to tune in a little bit more. It's not that it's only there during the night. It's just that there's so much cacophony going on during the day and we're running here and there that we don't pay attention. Number two, fear is the number one reason people shut down and tune out of their psychic and intuitive and mediumistic abilities. And it's such a shame. You know, the fear path is never the right path to take in life. There's always every single choice we ever make boils down to a path of fear or a path of love and the fear path is like oh my gosh if this happens xyz could happen like what is this taking away from me a lot of times it involves like anger bitterness jealousy all of that love path is always like okay what is the universe bringing me what am i meant to explore how am i meant to change and grow so what i would say is yes horror movies definitely do a disservice to that right but energy is really like a lake 
So at the top of the lake is like sunshine and people water skiing and maybe having dinner and drinks and like, you know, joyful things. And then as you go down lower, you get into the water and it's colder and deeper and darker. And at the very bottom is like slimy, weird things like swimming around and God knows what else. But if you stay in the light, like at the top, you're not going to feel the dark at the bottom. It's just impossible. There are different levels. So if you come to an understanding of your own abilities and you come by saying to your team of light on the other side, I'm ready to experience this and explore this. Please, you know, help me through this. Stay with me like in a very light filled way. You're not going to get the scary stuff. And so it's just a matter of overcoming that initial fear to trust it and to be open to it, to open your mind and your heart to experiencing it. I think you'll be surprised at the beautiful things that start happening. Mm, that's so fascinating. So you keep mentioning this like team of light. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Cause yeah. like I've been in yoga classes and things when they're like, if you have your guides, you know, tune into them. And I'm like, what listen to your guides. Have? Yeah. Like how, what, who are they? What's going on? Like I just, I've yeah, never what, really... what does that mean? Yeah. I love that question because it, it can get a little confusing. So here's what I've learned from all the readings I've done. And, you know, just walking through this, the world being open all the time like this. We all have a team of light on the other side. The, the number one thing is that we're all connected to this force of light that, you know, some people call God, some people call the universe. It's this force of love that is part of us all and connects us all. Because the truth of the matter is your life is more important to people you may never meet than you can even fathom. You know, we are all part of this fabric of humanity and our choices, the energy we bring to things matters and has reverberating, you know, effects in the world that we can't imagine until one day we cross and do our life review and then we get to see how magnificent our effect was but getting back to the team of light we have that kind of god energy we're connected to but we each have our own team of what i call spirit guides they're evolved angelic beings who we have contracted with on a soul level before we came here and we've agreed to have them be our teachers and our mentors most people i'll say won't even be fully aware of them if you really ask they'll say they kind of sense a presence around them sometimes or they kind of feel connected to something or guided by something but they might not have a name for it and that's okay from what i've learned from our spirit guides they don't care if you don't know their names if you don't know what they look like we're not meant to get hung up on that if they want to let you know that they will come and, and kind of appear to you. Sometimes it will happen if you're taking a shower, your mind's kind of like, you know, on autopilot, the monkey mind's busy like shampooing your hair and so forth. You might get a flash image or you might get a claircognizant download. That's how I found out who mine were. You know, they came to me in kind of these flash moments, but I could always feel them. So feeling them is, is the number one thing. And really utilizing them to help guide us is the, the highest path we can take. Really saying to them, okay, I'm all in. I want your help. You need to be what I call my spiritual bouncers on the other side. They can do whatever you invite them to do like they can help protect you they can know how to lead you you know when it comes to your own psychic and intuitive abilities they can help turn the volume up or down so if you're having an experience that's overwhelming you just need to direct your thoughts to your guides and say okay that's a little bit much turn it down for right now you can open me back up later but they're there to really help get you on your highest path so when you feel like intuitive pulls, when you have a claircognizant knowing, chances are your spirit guides are working with you to get you to a certain place at a certain time, to get you to be open to a certain idea. 
if you want to get to know them better, just invite them in, invite them to kind of appear to you or whatever it might be. When I do readings for people, um, I usually can see like how many guides they have. It'll kind of be a flash image. And if they show me anything, I'll always tell them, right? But I don't think we're meant to get too hung up on it. Most people have between one and three, but I've done readings where I've seen people have like 14 guides and some of them come in and out. And sometimes there's like this hallway of light to like a higher angelic realm. A lot of times that's when people here on earth are meant to have like um, a global impact or their voice or energy is meant to be known in the world. It's really interesting. Mm. It's cool to hear you talk about it as well, like in terms of like the impact that we could have if we kind of like tap into that. It feels empowering because I think as just like a singular person on earth, sometimes it can feel deflating and you feel like I'm not making a difference or, you know, I don't matter. But yeah, like it makes me feel like I could achieve something that's bigger than myself if I kind of allowed that area to be more open. Yeah, absolutely. And what I want to say to you is you already are. We all are, whether we realize it or not. You know, we're all intertwined and and our lives matter more than we can fathom to not just like our own paths, but to other people's. Mm. You know, what they've taught me too is that true power is helping someone else find their gifts and abilities and share it with the world it's not about having power over someone it's about helping to elevate others and so a lot of times people who do you know informational work to help connect people or, or help to like you guys are like spreading the word and helping people explore ideas like that's really the highest level work you can do that's beautiful you know so your guides are always working with you for that and then we also have anybody we ever loved who's crossed mm. they also guide us i don't call them our spirit guides because i just call them our loved ones but they send us signs and messages they help get us on our highest path. They're with you every moment, like trying to help you achieve your full potential. So what has this gift of being able to connect with the other side taught you about like life and death? I mean, like, has this made you not scared of death like so many other people are? Such a great question. So it's taught me so many things. Number one, it's taught me like the very simple answer as to like why we are here on earth is to love and be loved. It is as simple as that. So any opportunity we have to give love and any opportunity we have to receive love, that's what we're here for. And then there's always like the currency of the other side, which is like forgiveness, kindness, all of those things that go with it. Like, has it gotten me over any fear of death? Yes, absolutely. I don't fear not existing anymore. I don't fear like, you know, there being nothing there. I also understand that relationships don't end there. The people we love, it's not like our love is stuck now and has nowhere to go. It just, we just have to feel it differently. It's like if we had our arm and it was removed and put somewhere else on our body, okay, we still have it. We now just have to figure out where that is and how to maneuver it. It's the same when people cross. We can still love those people and that love and that connection is still there. We just have to learn how to speak to them in a different way, you know, through signs and messages and so forth. What I would say like would be fearful to me would be I have three children. So physically crossing and leaving them here without the physicality of who I am to, you know, make them dinner, help them do their homework, that sort of thing would be challenging. But you better believe I'd be like organizing things from the other side. Like totally. I'd be sending yeah, in yeah. like new people to help them and sending them signs. They'd just have like dinner appear every yeah. night. Like yeah, yeah. you'd be doing cooking so them funny. dinner. Yeah. You know, it's interesting though. I think death is the one thing that is a, an absolute all of us are going to face. And in our society, we don't really talk about it. We don't look at it. Mm. And I think if we were to understand, and this is why I feel like I want everybody to know the truth of this, we're all connected and, and 
death is a doorway, not a dead end, I think we live our lives differently. Like we'd help each other more. We'd be kinder. We would know that there's something beyond this existence and we might not be so stuck in the material. Mm. 1,000%. That's so true. So that's in terms of people. And then where do animals come into play? Because like we are like hardcore animal lovers. And like I know like I always feel like I can relate to animals even more than I can people. Like what are your views on animals? Oh, animals absolutely cross and those relationships continue. You know, there I've done so many readings where animals will come through me. And the thing about when I read is it's not in English, it's this emotional language that I translate. And so I can connect with people on the other side who spoke another language and I can connect with animals who never spoke English, so to speak. Because the truth is it's all about love energy. And from what I know too, I've had so many examples of like, readings I've done where the person on the other side shows me that they're with a beloved pet like a dog that had crossed and gives me like the dog's name and like wants their loved one here to know like that dog bounded up and greeted me you know every kindness we do every time we love an animal or do something kind there's like this extension this cord of light that goes from us to that living creature and that is what we bring with us that beautiful light so that connection matters something you might have done you know 10 years ago where you helped an animal that animal when you cross one day will be on the other side like acknowledging you and thanking you Mm. our animals stay with us completely and they visit a lot of times like people who might have a dog here and they have a dog that crossed and i'll be doing a session and i'll say oh your dog that crossed is visiting you here but you're not seeing it but the dog that's here like and you know usually they'll describe it. i'd be like the golden retriever that's here right now he'll like run around in a circle and bark sometimes and you don't know why but it's because he's perceiving the spirit of your pet from the other side like dogs can see things that we can't it's so funny oh, that I- you said golden retrievers just then because i was just thinking about our golden retriever that um passed away like eight years ago now and we have new golden retrievers and i always like imagine them playing together do you want to know why i said that because i was like giving an example and they showed me on a screen then they showed me here like that's what i'm supposed to talk about so there's no coincidences like i literally have tears in my eyes right now like hearing you talk that's so beautiful and like how special and you're right it does it completely changes your attitude towards life and being here and like your purpose because it's just this like added new element that people don't know about yeah yeah and it's i love it's pretty hearing, spectacular it is and i love how hearing you talk about it and it's you know the the way you say like we don't talk about death and stuff and i think it's cuz like it's so scary to people and people don't know but hearing you talk about it with such certainty and you're just like yeah this is how it is like you obviously see it so clearly it's really comforting to kind of totally. hear that so then going back to like I guess like the meaning of life and why we're here like what are some of like the bullshit things that people care about that you just feel like you know they need to be reminded that that ultimately just doesn't matter or affect things long term i think we get stuck sometimes in the material and the number one thing i see happening is people having a false idea of what true power is and thinking like true power is having power over someone else like having the better car having the bigger bank account you know having people envy you i think that that is not at all why we're here you can certainly have an abundance of wealth and good things as long as you have an open heart where you're also very aware that you're playing an important role here and you're helping others and you're being kind. You know, I think if people get stuck in ego and arrogance, I feel a little sad for them there because they're missing the true beauty of why we're here. You know, so I think it's just really what my wish for everyone would be for people to feel 
connected to others to know that their life is profoundly making a difference in other people's lives that no one lives a small life that no one is disconnected not only from each other here but also from the other side we are all more loved more watched over than we could ever imagine and i think when you start to open energetically to that you open your heart and your mind you start to see your own life in the most beautiful magical ways and you start to see connections and meaning where before it just didn't seem to make sense Mm -hmm. yeah and like you talk about this ego and arrogance and like that's just something that's been programmed into humans like we all have this ego but people give into it so hardcore like we've all had like you know felt insecure or jealous about what somebody else has or wanted more money or whatever it is but it's just like you've just got to turn that around just because you feel that right now doesn't mean you can't let go of it and just like observing it and realizing that like oh hold on like I'm stepping out of this and it honestly doesn't matter see and what you're talking about is so powerful that's called being like reflective right so we all have emotions we can't help but have those things and we all have fear like we're really meant to contend with fear when we're here whether it's a fear of somebody who's different from us or a fear of not having enough money or not having enough power whatever it might be when we face that when we look at it like you know kind of like looking under the bed for the monster that we thought was there you're going to find it's not there and it's really by being reflective just like you're saying that we we become freed from it and we can take a different path and we can look at our lives in new ways Mm. so then like how do we kind of pull ourselves out of that and like start a journey to a more open loving meaningful life that's such a great question there's a couple ways you know one thing that i know to be truth is that our highest vibrations here are love and gratitude and if we're feeling stuck or depressed or like unsure of ourselves or angry or bitter anything like that all we need to do and this could sound really simplistic but we need to start a gratitude list and it can be one thing you just need to to take a moment each day and it should probably be like you should choose like in the morning or in the evening or both and just list one thing you're grateful for just one you know studies have shown that if people do this for 21 consecutive days it will change a pessimist to an optimist what you're really doing there too is you're transforming your energy so you're going to shift from like a certain kind of low vibration of anger or bitterness or feeling disconnected from others to feeling completely connected like when we come from a place of gratitude when i'm talking about energy being a lake we shoot right up to the top it Mm. can't you can't help but do that so 21 days it becomes a habit and it can be a beautiful thing and one thing i say too is like go and do something kind for someone who can do nothing back for you that's an energy exchange that will always lift you and will always show you just how important you are to this world and what potential you have Mm, i love those two pieces of advice because they're just like so easy and tangible you know like it doesn't have to be some like wishy-washy thing it's literally do these things and take a beat to see how you feel yeah and that's about feeling our connection with one another and we can also ask our team of light whoever you want it could be a loved one on the other side to send us a very specific sign because then we're also going to not only feel connected here on earth we're going to feel connected with the other side so you know if we don't ask them they'll send us default signs which are usually coins um certain like creatures like butterflies um 
ladybugs, dragonflies, deer, which I've found it's usually creatures that navigate our world through electromagnetic fields, all sorts of birds. And they also like messing with our electrical things. So pay attention to your cell phones, to like words that might change in your text box, or if you get like a certain phone call at a certain time from a number you don't recognize on a special day, like they're always trying to communicate with us, but we can always ask for specific things. You know, we can say, hey, I want, let's say a purple elephant, you know, make it a little different. Don't make it something typical. Make it something that when you get it, you're going to have to recognize it because then you feel connected not only here on earth to others, but you also know that you're connected to this great, like beautiful, like team of light on the other side. So it's just, it really, I think it helps clear and balance your energy and makes you recognize the light that you have within you at all times. Talking about gratitude, that's really funny that you say that about like 21 days of gratitude because I actually started journaling recently and it's probably been about two months now that I've journaled every day and then as soon as I've finished journaling, I do three things I'm grateful for. And now that I'm thinking about it and reflecting on it, I definitely think I'm a much more positive person in general. Like, Yeah, I I think you are. Yeah, like I just like those day-to-day things that kind of just like get to you and just being negative about people or things or why isn't this happening for me? Like I just, I just realized now yeah, that it's I- it's like a shift. Yeah, like I don't really do that that much anymore. I just, I see things I'm grateful for more in the world. See, I think you're like team of light set you up for this, like starting three months ago. So we'd have this thing and you have this moment of recognize, wow, that's really happening for me. Yeah, yeah. so powerful. I love that. So I love that you've given us so many amazing tips on like how people can not, kind of tap into their own guides and even the other side as well. If people do want to go and see a psychic um, to have like a reading or um, to speak to someone who's crossed over, how can they tell if they're going to be any good or if they're just going to kind of be in it to make money or make yeah you know that's a really interesting question because unfortunately this field is not regulated i wish it were you know but it's not and so with any field like even if fields that are regulated you have people who are fraudulent you know you have doctors in the medical industry who have been arrested because they've been writing oxycontin prescriptions like they're not in it for the right reasons they found a bad path and so you want to be really really careful that's the number one thing i would say over everything trust word of mouth if you hear of a friend or an acquaintance who had a wonderful experience with a psychic or a medium or a psychic medium then maybe look into that because the universe oftentimes will bring us the people and the information that are meant to cross our path i would definitely not say to like call a 1-800 line i would definitely say look for some very serious red flags like if somebody tells you you're cursed or you need a candle or you need to pay this amount and they'll get rid of that energy for you that's no nobody needs that you know and to get down to it nobody really needs a psychic medium because they can tune in themselves and get their own messages but that said there are some places you can go to look too for example i am part of winbridge and i'm part of another organization called forever family foundation um and both organizations blindly test their mediums and you know make sure that you're in it for the right reasons make sure you're able to do what you saying you're able to do for me i think phone sessions with somebody is great because that kind of eliminates what i was talking about before where you're like, hmm, is that person looking at, you know, my body language or something like that? And cool. tune into it yourself. Like, I love that. Yeah, like really, I'm the anti-business not online. Like nobody ever needs a psychic medium. Just ask your team of light on the other side to guide you and to send you signs and messages and try to, you know, meditate. When we, like, so when we pray, we're directing thoughts to the other side. But when we meditate, we're listening back. So doing some sort of meditation, whether it's a guided meditation or just a breathing meditation. I mean, there's so many apps these days. Trust yourself. 
you can tune in, you can get your answers. You don't need to go to somebody else to get your answers. It's just a practice of opening your mind and heart to energy and understanding that and developing your own abilities. Mm, So amazing. I feel like I've learned so much in the last hour and I'm so excited to go home and listen to my spirit guides. (laughs) (laughs) So this has just been incredible. Like cannot thank you enough for making time to sit down with us. It's really been so interesting. So we end off every interview with some quick fires. Have you ever used your psychic abilities for something cheeky, like buying the perfect present for somebody or something? (laughs) I definitely have. I'm not proud to admit this. Like in college, I used to use my psychic abilities to pick up guys that I knew my energy would match with. I'd be like, you know, I'd go up to them and I'd be telling them, you know, what their brother's name was and what that, you know, one guy thought I was a stalker, but it was like a really good litmus test. And I remember, you know, when my, my daughter, who's, she's 19 now, but when she was in elementary school, they had this contest, like you had to find where the hidden monkey stuffed animal was during the day to win a prize. And I just happened to be up at the school and they announced it. And she came down to get something from the main office that I love. I said, do you want to know where the monkey is? And she's like, yeah, I was like, it's in the library on the top shelf. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. But ironically, she was such a good kid. She went straight to music lesson and so by the time music lesson had finished somebody else found it and then I was like you want to know where it is tomorrow Uh it's in the the lunch room by the window and sure enough it was but someone else got there first and what I realized was that's the other side showing me like you are not allowed to use it for this type of thing you can't like cheat on this to help your kid and I was like oh wow that's really right I shouldn't have done that you know it's funny like could I use it yes do I no I'm very careful I'm very respectful of other people's energy I don't read unless somebody comes to me and we have this kind of soul agreement like okay I'm gonna open and read for you now Mm -hmm. very respectful do you have a favorite book I do. I mean, that's an easy one for me. Like, I, I love to read. I love literature. But my all-time favorite book has to be To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. I taught high school English for almost 20 years. And I used to teach that book. And it's just it just holds such a special place in my heart. I love that double life that you led of, like, English teacher, <laughs> yeah. psychic medium. Yeah. So good. They need to make a movie about you. <laughs> totally. You can see it now. Um, you kind of mentioned that one of your kids has psychic abilities so do all of your kids have psychic yeah abilities? they really do you know we're not like a normal family with normal dinner conversations like if you heard of we'd be talking about like all these like oh tune into this and find that they each have different things though so I, so I mentioned my son who's 13 he can find missing things my oldest daughter who's 19 she is a complete energy reader and she's also a medium with animals too like she can perceive animals coming around and they all just kind of take it in stride my youngest daughter she definitely is an energy reader and she tends to just bring the light so throughout her life she's 11 now but it's like a running joke in our family like people will just give her things they'll just be drawn to her and want to like gift her things it's very funny because it's just her energy's like sunshine you know it's really oh my god amazing that sounds amazing you guys are like the incredibles like superhero family <laughs> i've you heard know? that before it's kind of funny yeah, yeah. It's kind of accurate one of sense. the questions we often ask people in this section is like what would your superpower be and we like laughed and we're like well we can't <laughs> ask her she's already got one oh. um and what is your favorite place to travel to Oh, um, so I would have to say out of all, you know, I love travel, number one, because anywhere I go, I feel the energy and I'm filled up by it. But my absolute favorite place to go is is um, upstate New York. There is um, an area called the Adirondack Mountains and there's little lakes there. And there's this little lake called Brant Lake that I've been going to since I was tiny myself. And I love to go there to recharge because I've got this beautiful like forest of like evergreens on these beautiful mountains and then this beautiful lake with water come you know with negative ions come from water and if you don't know about negative ions google that that's a fascinating thing they clear our energy and replenish us so once a year i like to get there it really rebalances me reboots my energy oh Mm. it sounds magical 
we'll hope to get there one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank again. you so much. Thank I'm so you. honored to be interviewed by both of you and be part of this. This is just such a great experience, and I love both of your energy. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. I can't even tell you how many times I have referenced that episode since we sat down with her. Like, I feel like it's a must to re-listen to that episode at least every four months. Mm, I totally agree. And all the signs that have been sent our way from people on the other side and our teams of light is just pure magic. If you haven't asked your team of light for a sign yet, I definitely recommend. It is going to blow your mind. That's it from us today. We will be back in your ears in two weeks' time with another favorite episode from the archives. Sending you guys so much love and hugs. And kisses too. See ya. (laughs) 